All right, everybody, what is going on? I got my good friend Andrea here with me now. I talk a lot about content on this show or what you can do to better your business. But here's the deal. You could provide the best product out there, but if you don't have the brand to go along with it, if people don't look at you and they want to do business with you, you're probably going to fail. The person sitting across from me right now can help you with that. She works for, in all places, a supplement company, everybody, and she makes it look sexy. So that means if she can help this business, she can surely help yours. I'm talking marketing today, what you need to know to take it to another level in 2023. Andrew, what's going on? I'm not much. I'm just enjoying my day here. Happy to talk to you. Happy to be here. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. Now, folks, we are at Roofing Process um, 2023 over here in Orlando, Florida. I got a chance to work with Mike and their crew over at um, the uh, Supplements Contractor Supplement Solutions. I'm sorry. He's in here filming me, and I mess it up. Um, but they were a great interview. Encourage you to look back on that one on YouTube. But I got a chance to meet you. Yeah. You were doing some crazy cool things with the marketing. Um, tell everyone first a little of your background and how you came into the supplement industry here. It wasn't too long ago. Yeah, um, I started in 2020. Um, I really needed a job. I couldn't afford to go to college anymore during the pandemic. So uh, one of the only places hiring was Contractor Supplement Solutions. They needed a temp. And I got there the first day, and I just immediately fell in love with the environment, the people, uh, the culture there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how can I make this a permanent job for me? And so I was like, I'm just going to be a rock star this whole time that I'm a temp. And (laughs) sure enough, they're like, yeah, we're going to bring you on full time. I was like, yes, this is like a dream for me. And then they let me work uh, while I was finishing my degree in economics. So mm-hmm. now I have my BS in economics, which is, I think it helps with everything, even though I'm not necessarily in the economics field. <laughs> Why do you say that? Um, economics is kind of about efficiency. And especially like in supplementing, I feel like our biggest focus is efficiency because we're trying to help contractors make a higher profit. Mm. And one of the things that helps be profitable is higher efficiency. You know, how do I allocate the same resources I already have, but to make more money? you know, without spending extra money. So for those of you who are not familiar with the industry, what she means by the supplement side is that (laughs) when an individual does a roof, there are things they cannot uh, prepare for. Let's say you think that the wood underneath is going to be a, it's going to be great, but yet it's rotted away. There are other things throughout doing a big job that you need money from. Um, You deserve money if you do that job. Um, Unfortunately, the insurance companies oftentimes do not want to pay that money. Right. (laughs) So, you know, contractor supplement solutions, what they are looking to do is to help contractors get what they deserve for doing the work. Um, And they do an amazing job of doing that. But I say that to say this isn't like you're promoting, you know, Bud Light or a beer or tequila, (laughs) um, which can be fun and everything. And people can easily get a bunch of ideas about how to advertise and market that. Yeah. And brand it, I should say, really brand it. Right. Um, When you started looking at the brand, of a supplement company how do you begin to say okay i need to make this something that's interesting Mm -hmm. people are going to watch what is your approach to that so i just had to look at what is our biggest strength as a company because we're not pushing a product so i can't sit there and say how is our product different how can i market this product i have to look at our company as a whole and say what's our biggest strength as a company and how do we stand out from other companies and then that's the aspect that you really want to push because I'm not pushing a product. Like I said, I'm pushing us. Like, we do this for you. It's not like I can just say, here's your platter, you know? Here's Mm -hmm. a picture of what we're selling you. Um, So our biggest strength is definitely how personable we are and how personal we are with our customers. So I had to look at our social media and say, like, how can I market us? But at the same time, I don't want our Instagram to just look like someone's normal Instagram. You know, we're still a company. 
Um, I want us to look professional. I want us to look reachable. And that's our biggest thing is being reachable. How do we be relatable? And how do we make content that shows that, um, again, while still showing that we're a professional company that does supplements, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, the example I've, I've talked to people, uh, let's say a roofing contract. You sit down with the sales reps in like a team meeting, mm-hmm. and they'll bring us in to do content. Right. And you go around the room, and if you ask people, which I have done, um, and I can see a couple companies just within where we're at right now, this <laughs> conference I've done this for, and you say, hey, listen, what makes you special? What makes you a company that your potential customer would want to do business with overdoing somebody else in your, in your market does the same thing? Right. And everybody says the same thing as I'm sure your customer service. We, uh, you know, we put on the best product. You know, we're the most expensive or we're the least expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our production is better. Um, our, everyone's got something. And I tell them that's what everyone else is saying. Right. Your competition is saying they put on a better roof than you and so are 10 right. other people. But if you can actually hone down what you are great at and then garner a message around it, Mm -hmm. then it makes it a lot easier to brand a company, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. And I would say, um, you know, of course, I said, like, we're so good at customer service, like you said, but it's when you call us, the same person answers the phone every time. Um, So you get to know that person on the other end. So for me, it's like, again, how do I brand that for us? And so I really want to take a focus on how personal we are. So I posted like our dogs, because it's like, if you're calling the same person, so if you're calling your deal manager, Whitney, now it's like, I've seen Whitney's dogs. I can talk to her about my dogs. And I mean, I've sat there on the phone with some of my contractors, we've talked business. And then it's like, hey, did you watch the game this weekend? Cause they know, like I went to UCF, we're talking about football. So it's like when I uh, first started, one of the first things I did was post about everyone at the company because everyone at our company is accessible by, by our customers, mm-hmm. you know, and that's our that's our strength is like we're there not to be your friends, but kind of to be your friends. You know, like mm-hmm. if you are in a tough spot, you still want to send a supplement, but you don't really know if you should. We're going to answer because, you know, w- we have a relationship with you. And it's like, how do you market that is like, well, let me. Let me build a relationship with you guys through our social media, but it's still personal and I'm selling us, but you know, we don't have that product. So I'm, I'm literally just selling us <laughs> as individuals. Mm. And that's, I mean, again, it's, it's hard. <laughs> it is difficult, but I think not only you're selling a brand, but you are selling your product through your brand because mm-hmm. what happens is that an individual nowadays, everyone focuses on marketing, marketing dollars. Great. Those are well spent. There's a lot of marketing companies around here. But if you garner the potential customer, or at least you gain their interest, right? now they're interested in you, they're going to go to one of a few places. They're going to go to your Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube, or website type thing. Maybe I'm missing one in there. Facebook, <laughs> I don't know what I said, but they're five plus your website. If they don't like what they see, they're gone. Right. You've lost the marketing company did their job, but you still lost the customer. Mm-hmm. So that's why when you know we talk about and I talk about the same thing, having people in your company showing them mm-hmm. for what they are. Right. So that people when they go, they're like, ah, I love Whitney. I love these people. And man, look, they have a dog like me. They were mm-hmm. they want to do business with people like right. that. Right. I think that's missed. Marketing is is maybe sometimes it overshadows mm-hmm. the brand of your people right um and you can't overlook that or you won't you won't capture all your customers yeah and i think another thing is people go and they try to chase like they chase like likes and i know that the more likes you get 
the more, um, you know, the algorithm will boost your posts. But it's like, are you looking at who is liking your posts? You know, if I get 20 likes on one photo and 50 likes on another photo, I'm going to look through and be like, are these repeat people or is my content reaching different people? Because I would rather have each post be reaching different people, a wider audience than just the same people over and over seeing our content. Yeah, I, not a lot of people have the mental strength to be able to do that. And I'm going to tell you why, is that they see something that has 500 likes, and they go, I like this. Right. Then they see 50, and they don't want to go look at the 50. Right. Nah, that 50 mentally is going to mess with you. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't want to look through the 50 people who like this one. Right. But that's where you're going to learn a lot more than by looking at the one that you got a lot of right. a lot of likes and right. comments on. And sometimes you know what, the one that goes well you know why it went well, right? Right. It's, you know, the owner of the company with his dog and his son. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really fun, and you get why the interaction is positive. Better to look at the one that got crap. Right. Why did this one not work? Mm-hmm. We have this happen all the time. We'll post something with a great thumbnail, and we're like, this is going to be perfect. Right. And it bombs. Yeah. It's very difficult to look at the one that bombs. I'll right. tell you. And then it's, it's hard in the roofing industry because, you know, they tell you post stuff at certain times. But when you're working with roofers, you don't know when the heck those guys are on their phones. Like It's just random all the time. So it's kind of like, how can I push content in the morning? How can I push content in the afternoon? How can I do it in different ways? Because just because they open their social media app, they might not be scrolling through their feed. Right. You know, it's just like, oh, I'm at a red light. I'm just going to open it. So it's like you got to be posting posts. And like I always try to do a nice Instagram story. So it's right there at the top. Even if it's just like today is Monday, you know, like Monday mood or even if it's just like one of our wins, those are always really fun too. Or even like quick survey, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. Because again, if they're not scrolling, they're not even going to see your post to begin with. Mm. You're right. The different times thing has always been something that I'll tell you in the beginning, I paid much more attention to it than I do now. Mm. I mean, yeah, people know you can post late morning when people are bored at work and around that six thirty, seven o'clock time at night on the East coast or on the West coast, depending on where you're mm-hmm. at. Um, and yeah, that's supposed to get you more engagement. But then again, there's certain times where you may want to post at 11 p.m. at night if you're trying to reach a certain type of audience. Right. I'll give you an example. I've told, you know, for my business, if you want to reach the small business entrepreneur mm-hmm. who's worried about their business, post at 10 o'clock. Yeah. That person's usually up working on their business that I want to reach. Right. And they're stopping work to look through Instagram. Mm-hmm. If you did a post, which was only a story, let's say, mm-hmm. talking directly to that small business entrepreneur, Hey, this is Patrick, man. I'm up working right now on this. Flip your phone around and show them your CRM or whatever. Right. Because we never stop working for our man. So if you right. wanted content created right now without you having to do it, should be working with us. Right, right. I mean, so that posting stuff is always one that I've, I get it, but I'm, right. I think you got to be able to be a little nimble mm-hmm. in how you approach it. Well, and like I said, because our audience is mostly roofers. Mm-hmm. And those guys, I'm, they're just not going to follow the same pattern as someone who works a nine to five. Um, some of our best engaged posts are work are like I post them late at night and then all of the likes flood in at like five or six a.m. because that's when they wake up. Love that. You know, um, if we're trying to get the nine to five audience, you know, maybe I post it at seven or eight when they're before they're going into the office or they're in the office, they're bored. But those roofer guys, you know, you gotta hit them early. Sometimes they're already calling me at six thirty my time, mm-hmm. and that's like on the eastern, like in the eastern side. They're like in the central side, and I'm like. I can't even complain they're calling me that early because it's 5 o'clock to them. (laughs) So here, I mean, it's a question worth asking. You being a woman in an industry for marketing for a a company that's primarily men, in Mm -hmm. an industry that's primarily men, Mm -hmm. do you feel it gives you a leg up on some others in the industry? Um, Yes and no. 
Okay. It definitely does in terms of just like viewership. I think people see a girl and they're like, oh, like that's different. That's nice. Who is she? Um, you know, and it doesn't like hurt that like I'm I'm pretty cute. <laughs> you know, that's good. That's nice. Um, but what's hard is when I'm then talking to them to sell them. We're at a conference here, everybody. So we can't. We're doing this live here from a conference. <laughs> we're not going to edit it out. We're just going to leave it running just like it is. Um, but as people, you know, do their thing right here. So go ahead. Sorry. But it's hard um, because I know so much about our business. I started out as um, someone who's on the phone with adjusters. I started out writing estimates. I still close deals for my team. So it's hard because I'm doing these sales calls. And I don't think that um, it helps me in terms of them taking me seriously when I'm explaining our process. You know, mm. it's hard to say, like, I've been there. I've done it. And for them to really take me seriously is, like, not just the cute sales girl on the Instagram, you know? Uh, <laughs> how important do you think it is if you're a marketer out there, if you're the person in charge of branding in a company? Do you? How important is it that they know the process of doing the job in the field, no matter what? You're marketing for a doctor? Have you sat in and listened, like with permission, of course, to people <laughs> to the actual appointment that they're doing? If you're selling solar, have you put, a, a, let's say, a screw into a roof on doing solar? Is it important that you know the actual way to do the job, or can you still market without having to know the, the details? I mean, I would say it's important to know the details. I wouldn't say, like, you know, I'm, I'll be honest, I can't climb up on a roof and, and put a roof up there myself. Um, I mean, I guess I market supplementing, so I can supplement myself. But um, I put extensive research into roofing before I even started supplementing. And I think it's important to know the job just because there's insights that you get. And there's insights that I got by working that I would have never known if I was just a third-party marketer. Mm. You know, like how I said, I know my roofers aren't going to be on the Instagram during the normal time that they tell you to post. How would I know that if I didn't already have my phone open for project managers to call me at 6 a.m.? Mm. Or, I mean, like sometimes they text me 9 o'clock, hey, I just got back and filed this paperwork. I, I really wouldn't know that. Um, and it's if you're trying to push something that's not a product, you're pushing a process if you're pushing people i feel like you have to be extremely knowledgeable if not integrated in the process because how else would you know your audience so closely and how else would you really know your real strength Oof. a lot right there <laughs> well i mean along those lines there's a number of marketing companies that are here that will promise to take your company to the next level supplement be no different they'll take your money over there um what advantages then because I've got to assume that I've got some entrepreneurs that are watching. They've got a proposal right now for $60,000 a year mm -hmm. to do the marketing for a company. Um, or they can bring somebody in-house. They can try to find somebody like you. Right. Do you think there's advantages and disadvantages to both? And why, why bring someone like you in-house mm -hmm. as opposed to outsourcing something to another company and just out of, out of, almost out of sight, out of mind? Right. I think it depends on your goals, honestly. Um, if you're really just trying to be someone who just puts out mass content, mass emails, just kind of with no regard, just like let's throw something at the wall, see what sticks, you know, sure. I think a third party, because they're going to have that volume. Mm -hmm. um, someone in-house might not necessarily be able to do that type of volume. But if you're trying to just target specific customers, which, again, for my company, our whole thing is a personal approach. Mm -hmm. 
um, our goal is always to be very personal. So we want someone who's very, very almost like intimate with the customers, you know? Yeah. So if, you're, if your company is more trying to sell that you're a personal company, maybe kind of look more in-house. Or if you are looking at a third-party marketing firm, say like, well, how would you guys feel about like working with us for a week to see our process before you really do any marketing for us? Because mm. we're trying to push our, our personal traits, like the things that make us special. And you wouldn't know that if you're just, you know, somewhere else never even meeting us. Yeah, I, I push for a combination of both. Like mm -hmm. when I come in to do content, I like to work with somebody who has already somebody doing your job right. with, within a company. Because inevitably, a marketing company or, or an in-house individual, mm -hmm. you don't shoot a lot of content. You don't, I, you don't own the cameras or video <laughs> edit every day. So I find it to be a great combination when you have someone in-house to work with someone out of house mm -hmm. to go, okay, here's what we need this week. Right. Here's what we need in order to be able to, to be nimble and to be able mm -hmm. to adjust. And they can offer things that the person in-house can't do right. um, and like doesn't have time to do. Right. Uh, but if you only have somebody working from the outside, I think you're missing, and I'm going to tell you, I want you to tell my audience this example. <laughs> what did you do for Valentine's Day? Because this is what you're missing with a big yeah. marketing company. If you only have that, this is why I think you do the combo. Tell me. Right. So for Valentine's Day, I asked everyone, send me pictures of your pets. Um, and so I edited everyone's pets into Valentine's Day cards. And it was it was amazing. We got so much engagement because our employees were sitting there doing the publicity for us. Mm. And it also, like I said, you know, like my roofers were like, I saw your cat on our Instagram and he was really cute. And it was just great because, you know, we're not just talking shop. And again, um, if you look at other supplement companies, I don't think I've ever seen any of them post any of their pets. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, right. So it's, it's nice to have that connection with people. And that's, again, that's what we're pushing is the connection. And, and doing the Valentine's Day cards, I, I can't imagine the third-party company coming in and say, send me pictures of your pets, you guys. They're not going to come up with that kind of ideas. <laughs> right. you know, but they're going to be able to do things that you're not able to do, right? right? Um, when you're talking about SEO, you're talking about campaigns. All right, we're going to be right back to that podcast, everybody. But first, let me ask you a question out there. All my homeowners and contractors, how familiar are you with roof rejuvenation? That's right, you may not need to repair a roof, you may not need to replace it. You can actually rejuvenate a roof. Now let me tell you, if you're anything like me, you probably have a lot of skepticism when you hear something like this. First, you might be asking, what exactly is roof rejuvenation? Well, it's a process and it's been perfected by Ugly Roof to put oil back into a shingle. Now, there are others that offer this, but the only one that we trust on this show is our friends at Ugly Roof. Now, when I say put oil back into a shingle, what does that mean? Well, see, over time, the oils get pulled out of a shingle by weather and sun and just being beaten down out there makes them fragile. So what that oil going back into it does is it makes those shingles flexible, bringing life back to them. Now, if you want to avoid the, the cost of a repair or a replacement, the thousands of dollars that can come out of your pocket, I suggest that you get on board with Rejuvenation now. Because with Rejuvenation, for a fraction of the cost, you can extend the life of that roof, and that's what we want to do here, folks. Every penny counts nowadays. So visit UglyRoof.com. Again, that is UglyRoof.com. It is right across the bottom of the screen. If you're a contractor, Ugly Roof will hook you up so that you can begin offering the services to homeowners in your area. And if you're a homeowner, they'll make sure they can find you a great dealer in your area to get your roof rejuvenated. Again, that is UglyRoof.com. Don't replace. Don't repair rejuvenate that roof with ugly roof.
And now back to the podcast. All right. So with that in mind, you're working there. What comes next for your kind of branding and marketing? You can't continue to do everything that everyone else is doing. And I doubt you will. You seem to have a creative mind. Right. <laughs> what do you feel like you could do next if you want to let the cat out of the bag type thing? What are you looking at as the next thing in the form of branding? Um, for us, I, I mean, it's not necessarily something different as much as just continuing to see how can we connect with our audience, again, on, on a personal level, because that's our biggest strength. So it's how do I continue to be personal, you know? It's not every month that we have a holiday that I can put people's pets in nice little greeting cards, you know? Um, and it's just, it's funny, Our I think our most engaged reel was our Christmas party. I did like a pass the phone to someone, like the next person, if, uh, you know, like, I passed the phone to the best boss, and I passed it to Jordan, our owner, Ooh. you know? And that was our most engaged reel. And it's it's because people like seeing people, yes. you know? It's not staged. And it's kind of like, how do I get these people in my office to cooperate with me enough to film real content that's, that's just real, yeah. you know? It's one thing to be like, oh, I'll go in your office and ask you some questions about building codes. You know, um, and it's useful and definitely it's nice to know that we know about building codes. But also, I think if you're sending us a supplement, you're going to already assume we know about building codes. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just kind of um, how do I persuade my coworkers into letting me film us be real human beings more, I think. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> the hardest part. <laughs> I love what Reva, who's here, they're a coaching company, mm -hmm. what they do. They'll go around their office and do something like overrated, underrated, like right. the movie Jaws. Like mm -hmm. they'll walk in there and they'll say, mm -hmm. and you just get kind of hooked on it. Right. Um, if you do something where it's, uh, they, uh, I can't remember who it was, that was a business 411 who did something about, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess it up. Um, uh, I can't remember what it was. So, uh, but they do interactive content that's fun. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Tell me your first car or tell me, you know, the first car you ever had yeah. and, uh, or a story from high school that you never forget. Mm -hmm. And if you get kept, catch people a little off guard, they appreciate like, oh, I want to hear this. Right. Might be boring, but at least right. it's something that's authentic. Yeah. Um, I agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. Tough to get people to do that. It is. But it's like when I took over our social media, you know, we have companies we've worked with longer than when I was at the company. So I started in 2020 and there were obviously, you know, contractors and roofers that have been there longer. Um, some of them would not even know what we look like, you know? And so I was like, everyone has to send me a photo. I have to do a profile on everyone. Cause it's like, you know, what if we're at this convention and one of the companies we've worked with for four plus years walks by and I'm like, Hey, I call on your jobs every day. And they're like, who are you? Mm. And how can we push being so personal when they don't, they don't even know who we are? Gosh, that's a great <laughs> point. People should really think about that with yeah. your, with, with the person that you did business with a year ago even remember your name i think there's a lot of roofing companies that are here that i bet that someone would sit down and go yeah we had a roof done a year ago by uh who was that company that did our roof right. and they wouldn't even know what kind of customer experience did you deliver if that's the case and i like how you identify that to go hey if we're going to deliver a customer experience they better sure as heck know what we're about right exactly i mean like um, I had a company split off from another company, and then they called back up and say, well, I want Andrea to manage our supplements again. You know, they knew me by name, and at this point, you know, they know what I look like. The, they're one of my favorite companies, of course, they know what I look like, and they all follow us on the social media now. Um, but it's just crazy. I mean, even here, even with me pushing our Instagram, it's hard, like I said, get roofers to interact on social media. So we had someone come up to our booth, and I looked down, I'm like, we already work with you guys. I literally, you guys work on my team. And I've never introduced myself. Hi, you know, I'm Andrea. And, you know, if 
if my deal manager, Johnny, you know, is too annoying, which he's homies with their owner, so please don't get mad at me for saying that, Johnny. But, you know, <laughs> you say, like, just ask me by name. You know me by name now. And, you know, if you really want to know us by name, like, our, it's on our social media, and I try really hard to push that. But, again, roofers, you know, it is hard. It is hard. You know, you got to know your audience. And I know those guys. It's hard to get them to interact on social media. Heck, yeah, it is. <laughs> How does somebody get in country, uh, contact? Con you know, if they want to do some supplements and stuff, their roofer's like, you know what? I like Andrea. I bet the rest of the crew is pretty awesome. I'm not really happy with supplements that I'm getting right now. Mm -hmm. What's the process like? How do they get in touch with you? Well, so they can slide in our DMs on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, also, conveniently, if you know our name, all of our emails are the same. So it's our name and then at solutionscss.com. So, so, for example, with that company where I said, if, you know, Johnny's getting on your nerves, you just type my name in and then same, same end as Johnny's. Yeah. Um, but mostly just slide in our DMs on Instagram or everyone is open. If you just say, hey, I want to talk to this person, they're just going to give you their contact information or you can call Mike. His number's on our website and say, drop our name and, you know, he'll give you our contact information as well. Yeah. Um, so we're pretty, pretty open. Pretty I like that. Sharing. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I've got a chance to Mike and, you know, being able to sit down with you all to, to get to know what you do. And it is special. Mm -hmm. You do work hard on behalf of your clients, which. I think makes the marketing easier when you know mm -hmm. the product in which you're pushing out there right. actually is going to add value to roofing contractors. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of marketers struggle because they don't even like their product. Right. You have a passion for it. It's yeah. very cool to see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> especially from somebody so young coming out of school, getting the internship or getting the temp job, I should mm -hmm. say, and then working up from there. Um, you work with a, a number of good people, but you're adding to that. Right. Um, I hope contractors, if you listen to this, you've probably watched the other episode where we dive into more um, about how they do the work. Mm -hmm. um, but I think now you can see that it doesn't just start there. It starts with the brand that you build, um, and that's why people come to you. They see the marketing, and they see mm -hmm. the good work on podcasts. Mm -hmm. But, boy, when you research this company and when you talk to them in person, <laughs> you, you see what kind of people they are. And uh, people want to do business with people that they like. Yeah. Um, and in your case, I can see exactly why they do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that my contractors have enjoyed this episode because they have to look at me as much, and that makes it a very positive thing. Um, so thank you for uh, brightening up this episode for us, and uh, thank you for stopping by. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Andrew. thanks for the invite. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Until next time, everybody, go in and find her. Go in and find uh, them for all of your supplement solutions, and uh, we'll see you around.